0: This is The Eric Francis Show, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Yes, good afternoon. Welcome to The Eric Francis Show. I'm Eric Francis. Two more great guests this week. We'll be talking Flames exclusively. They snap their seven-game streak on Saturday. Tonight, they face off against the LA Kings. A couple of good storylines heading into the game. Jonathan Huberdeau returning to the lineup. He'll be on the third line. I'll repeat that. He'll be on the third line with Michael Backlund and Trevor Lewis. I think that's a pretty significant storyline. I actually don't have a problem with it. I think when I asked the coach about the rationale behind it, he said, we've tried them everywhere else, and it hasn't worked. (laughs) Little hint of frustration in the coach's voice when he said it. Uh, But at the end of the day, he's right. I mean, uh, he went into the season saying he would try to figure out if Hubert O was a a Lindholm guy or a Cadre guy. Well, now we're going to find out if he's a Backlund guy. Anyway, we're going to have the GM of the Calgary Flames, Brad Trilliving, on the show to kick off the show in just a couple minutes here. In the second half of the show, we'll have Ryan Leslie, uh, my partner on the uh, TV broadcast. He'll be joining us uh, to talk about uh, a number of other things, including the fact that it's – Nikita Zdorov's 500th NHL game tonight. He claims he's playing the best hockey of his career uh, so far. And I don't disagree with him. He's been, uh, boy, has he ever come a long way uh, since he joined this Calgary Flames team. A long way since he was with Chicago Blackhawks as a second-slash-third-pairing defender whose uh, career was really at a crossroads. Anyway, he's really found his way here in Calgary plays an incredibly important role for this team and I don't think a lot of people would have thought that was going to be the case when he signed with the team uh, two summers ago and of course he had that extension in the summer uh, which is good news for Flames fans because I think he's pretty popular with the fans too I mean he's the biggest hitter on the team he's a big presence and big personality too always enjoy talking to Nikita Zdorov so again our guest in the first half will be Brad Triliving he is at the general manager's meetings right now. Uh, And I'll also talk to him a little bit about what's on the agenda there. Uh, But I also really just wanted to check in with him to find out, you know, get a a temperature check from the general manager on where this team's at, what he's seen so far this season. So let's not waste any time. Let's go uh, uh, to the Atlas Pizza Guest Hotline. Brad Living joins us. Thanks, Brad, for doing this. I appreciate it.
1: Yep. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm good. How about you? You've been traveling most of the morning? Yeah. Yeah. I said, I've been out East here since the team was out last week. So uh, bopping around a little bit and then we've got uh, just going over to Toronto here. We got a GM meeting here tomorrow and then uh, we'll see some games out here and then, and then meet back up with the team later this week.
0: Okay. Uh, I want to delve into a couple things there. First of all, the, the, uh, I know you were scouting on the weekend. It was something you had scheduled a while ago. Uh, You know, you had said to us before the season started, you were still looking for some help up front. Pretty safe to say you're still out there looking at the potential of of adding another forward.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get into too much of that. you, you, You get out and you see as many games as you can when you you know the the schedule was such where we were we were back home for a short period of time. I had to be here for a meeting tomorrow morning, so um, you know just a chance to see see some games live, see some teams. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know when you look at our team, we had a we had a you know, to me had a good start. What were we five and one? Um, I thought of that streak we were on. Um, you know, I know everybody gets wrapped up in the results, and we're in the results business, but I. You know, the focus for us is how we're playing. And I thought at the end of the homestand there, we, we had a couple of poor games. Um, I liked how we played out in the road. I thought we were deserving of better results. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we are in the results business. But, you know, there's nights you'll play poorly and get two points. There's nights that you can play well and, and not get any um, and for us, the focus is to to be playing well and if you can play well long enough and continue to be consistent long enough you'll get enough you'll get all the points you need so um encouraged by how we're playing you know not only back uh, really for the most part um uh, the road trip we were just on and then and then you know the game against Winnipeg I thought it was a tight game uh you we know, were able to find a lead a few times. And then I thought in the third period, we, we were able to really close it down and, and lock it down and not give up much. So um, hopefully, hopefully it's sign of things moving forward, like, but I, like I said, I, the last four or five games, I've been real happy with how, you know, there's always areas you can clean up, but for the most part, I like how our game's been. Yeah. And
0: I, I don't disagree that, you know, I think you guys deserved a better fate, at least, at least one or two nights on that three game road trip. but, you know, over the course of a seven game losing streak, you know, what were some of the trouble troubling signs that you saw as a
1: general manager? Well, you're going to go through highs and lows. I don't know if there's troubling signs. We, you know, one thing that, you know, we haven't been doing as consistent is is creating enough offense. And, uh, you know, I think we're still sorting through some, some finding some, you know, who fits with who? And then, obviously, on the road trip there, we were down some bodies. Um, it's not an excuse by any stretch. Everybody goes through it. Um, you know, but you, you, you're really missing, what is it, three or four regulars on the, on the blue line, three regulars on the blue line, um, and then Jonathan up front. Um, I just thought, you know, we, we still have enough people there that, that we need more from in terms of offensive constitution. And, and, and creating ultimately you want, you want it to go in. But if you look at this, if you look at this, you know, the losing streak we're on, you know, two things really when you study the numbers um, jump out, you know, is our shooting percentage and then our save percentage. And, you know, in, in, in both cases, I think it's a little bit of a team stat, um, but, you know, we were finding ways to not get, one more goal and we were finding ways to give up one goal and you know, that's not, that's not to put it on any, any one individual, whether it be just the goaltenders, we've got to find a way. And I think they both agree to get, you know, to find another save along the way. And then, and, and, and then throughout our lineup, we got to find ways to, to, you know, create a little bit more and obviously finish. Um, and, uh, you know, so injuries are one thing, but, certainly not making any excuses for that. We've got enough people in there to have success. Um, but those are the two numbers that really, when you say troubling signs for us, um, I still think we were creating enough. We were limiting, uh, you know, we weren't giving up a lot of chances, mm-hmm. um, but we've got to find a way to, you know, we've got to find a way to, to finish and we've got to find a way to, um, uh, like I said, to, to, to make another, you know, to keep that number below four, keep that number below three on a nightly basis in terms of goals against.
0: You know, when you look at this team, the expectations were so high after, your you know, crazy roller coaster summer. and And I would submit to you, it's almost been a crazy, it's almost mirrored that over the first 14 games here with ups and downs. But, you know, with all those expectations, it probably would have been hard to explain to people, look, there may be growing pains as we figure out who can play with who. It, 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 that's pretty clear that we're seeing that, uh, and, and I'm not sure we've had much resolution on that either, have we?
1: I think there's, you know, we're still a work in progress there in some some cases, but you know, I think right we're we're, we're well into the season now. Like I, I think you're always going to have a little bit of growing pains with, um, you know, when you made some changes. But listen, we've had we've had a training camp. We're whatever we are now. What about 15 games in or so? Um, we've got to find, you know, number one, we've got to get our guys back from health, get them up to speed. And then, you know, we got to get making some hay here. So, um, you know, I think you, and we talked about a little bit when you, when you, when you go through significant change, um, especially where, especially, like I said, higher up in the food chain, sometimes, excuse me, sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Um, like I said, we're finding ways. Um, and I thought, for the most part, playing really good hockey to start the year, there's always areas that we could we could, um, we could improve upon. Um, but, like I said, the encouraging sign for me is I've, I've liked our key team game the last five games, and, and make no mistake. I mean, as much as we need, you know, I think there's lots more there to give from the individual's bases throughout our lineup. We're, for us to have success, it's a team – it's a real team – game we have to play a solid team game we have to play and uh um you know I, i'm encouraged by it but um you know certainly some you know we're going to get we got chris back last game uh, looks like joe's going to be good to go for tonight so hopefully we can get uh, get people back get them up to speed and, and get moving forward here
0: Okay, we're talking to Brad Trilliving, the GM of the Calgary Flames. I'm Eric Francis. It's the Eric Francis show brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Flames played tonight against the LA Kings. And uh, I would say the headline going into the game uh, would be that Johnny Gaudreau, or Johnny, sorry, Jonathan Huberdeau, Freudian slip. Jonathan Huberdeau is going to play on the third line with Trevor Lewis and Michael Backlund. And I think, you know, there are some people who are up in arms, think this is mismanagement of a superstar. Other people like myself who think, you know what? While this team is trying all sorts of different combinations, why not try something like that? No one thinks this needs to be temporary or permanent. Uh, Your thoughts on on, on Jonathan Huberto on the third line tonight?
1: Well, I think we get a little bit carried away with numbering all the lines all the time. So, um, you know, I think we've got a lot of different people that are able to move in and out and up and down the lineup. Um, Listen, Joe is a really good player. Um, I thought his last game, which would have been on the island last week on Long Island, um, was really his best. Um, Certainly his best period uh, in the first period before he got banged up. Um, You know, so it's just a matter of getting him back up to speed here a little bit. Um, and seeing where where there can be some chemistry, so I don't get necessarily too hung up about one, two, or three, and all the rest of it. And, and you know, we're just trying to find. Your, I know the coaches are working hard. Daryl's working hard to try to find some fits and matches, and where you can find some chemistry. So we'll see how uh, we'll see how things go with with uh, with Joe and and backs to start, and, and see where it goes from there.
0: What are you seeing from Jonathan Huberto? Like, I see a guy who's obviously very frustrated because we – I don't think anybody's worried that over the course of the next nine seasons he's going to return to being a, a superstar. Uh, but 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 so far, obviously, we all agree it's growing pains, whatever you want to call it. But like, what are you seeing in terms of what he may be missing or in terms of what is missing to him
1: being returning to form? Well, I think, number one, health, right? yeah he he's been banged up and uh you know he's missed some games and he played he played a little bit banged up prior to missing some games so um let's get him feeling better let's we gave him wanted to give him some time here to get get his health back up and going and uh you know I think there's a little just there's there's all sorts of adjustments that you know Jonathan's had to go through and make and and uh, a lot of change I think you know, it. I to me, like I said earlier, I think his last game was was very much his best. Um, he was creating. Jonathan's at his very best when he's um, creating, um, distributing the puck, has the puck, um, and so I, like I said, I'm, I was encouraged the steps forward he was taking. But you know, let's not forget, there's been a lot of change. With Jonathan, location, line mates, style of play, all those types of things, and when you've done one, done it a certain way for a long period of time, and been in one place for a long period of time, yeah, these aren't excuses. It's just the reality. So I'm mm-hmm. encouraged to how how things were the last uh, his last outing. I'm encouraged he's feeling a lot better physically. Um, this guy hasn't forgot how to play. He's a hell of a player, and he'll continue to be a hell of a player. So. Um, excited to see him get uh, get up and going here tonight.
0: Uh, on the flip side, another guy, you know, another newbie who came in and has assimilated very, very well is Nazim Qadri. Uh, you know, what has stood out to you uh, in terms of what you've seen so far from him?
1: Uh, I think just, I mean, the only, I guess, the only thing I would say. Like the competitive net level, all those things, um, you know, sort of the all-in, the all-in attitude, are all things that I expected. And we've seen, um, quite frankly, there's a little more hand skill there than maybe even I thought there was. Um, mm. When you see him every day, you know, he plays with great pace. Um, and he's got really good skill, and uh, you know, he 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 plays inside the game. You know, you don't you don't have to. You don't have to search long or watch very long to find him in a game' he's, he's in the guts of the game uh, plays inside um, can touch all parts of the game um, and certainly you know he's been he's been as advertised so um, you know but we need everybody here and you know that 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 line that he was on you know had lots of jump early um, everybody's sort of come off it a little bit here the last little bit but mm-hmm. as I said earlier, we're a team that needs contributions throughout the lineup. So this isn't about one or two players, one or two or three players. You know, we need everybody from throughout the lineup to chip in offensively and um, you know create offensively. And and, um, and certainly Nas has done his part uh, the early part of the season, but we're going to need him to be a good player, you know, tonight and throughout. So we've been we've been you know I can't say enough good things and and uh, obviously ecstatic that he's with us.
0: We're talking to Brad Trilliving and uh, you mentioned earlier about the fact that you guys have been banged up and that's something this organization hasn't had to deal too much with knock on wood for you uh, over the last handful of years. But one of the names that's noticeably absent from the start of camp was Oliver Shillington. And if I had a nickel for everybody who's asked me, you know, where he is or what his situation is uh, I might have half as much money as you have because I'm sure you've been asked it on a daily basis too. Have you been in contact with Oliver uh, through his absence? And is there any update there at all?
1: I have been in touch with him, um, you know, and as I said, at training camp that we're going to, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to have any updates until such time as, you know, we, we know concretely where, where things are at, but at this time, Oliver remains in Sweden. Uh, we want to give him, Space. We want to give him time, and we, you know, we want to give him privacy and to do to, you know, deal with the things that uh, that he's going through. So, uh, have been in touch with him on a fairly regular basis, um, but this time there's no update, and, and we would continue to ask for everybody's, uh, you know, respect his, his his privacy and give him some space at this point, and and when, when there is something to report or there is some news, we certainly will. Uh, will be the first to share it.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. And we're all hoping, uh, hoping he's doing well. He's a good, he's a good man. Uh, Tell us about uh, Nikita Zadorov. 500 games tonight. And uh, we asked him today if he's playing the best hockey of his career. He said, absolutely, I am. Uh, You spotted him a couple of years ago. I mean, it's hard not to spot him (laughs) on the ice, but uh, he's become a real fan favorite, but also more importantly, become a huge part of this team Tell me about how you think his roles expanded even more
1: this year. Well, his roles expanded because we've had lots of people out of the lineup, right? You've, you mm-hmm. um, you know, you've had injuries, and, and and then also Nikita's played really well from day one of camp. You know, he's to me, he's really settled his game down. If you look at, you know, even the start of last year and previous years, you know, obviously. You know, he's got the physical attributes that you can't teach. Um, you know, he doesn't get enough credit for how, how how much ground he can cover. You know, for a big man to skate like he skates and to cover the ground he covers, he's, you know, he's long. Um, he's got tremendous reach, his ability to break up plays, and just his length. Um, you know, he, he, when he's not knocking you over, he's really getting in the way. He's hard to. And it's hard to get around, um, and I think, you know, he settled his game. He's quieted his game down. You know, there used to be a lot of, you know, charging at things and, and, you know, running into corners and getting caught on the wrong side of, you know, where Nikita's real, you know, real focus for him is being on the right side of the puck, um, and, and and really, you know, he's taken pride in his checking game, you know, and 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 you know his ability to close on people quickly. Um and then you know makes plays offensively, like I said, and when I say make plays offensively it 's just advancing the puck you know he's he's you know he 's been able to chip in offensively um comes as a second you know sort of that second wave that you need in today 's game um and like I said, when he comes around the net with speed he 's a hard guy to handle because he 's just so long um and and skates so well for a big man, so I think he's he 's really you know he's taken on more responsibility he's a real you know he's a real popular guy with his teammates he's a fun loving guy he's got lots of juice lots of energy <laughs> um mm-hmm. you know and and uh so i i've been you know it's not just with some people out that he's grabbed a hold of it. you know Nikita came in here and and uh you know was 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 excited to get back here uh, when when we resigned him in the summer and and i think it's had you know, his training camp, which was excellent, has just has jump started into, into a real strong start to the season. So it's yeah. good for him and, and good for us.
0: And he made it clear today he plans on playing 1,000 games in the National Hockey League, so he's just getting started. <laughs> what is he, 27 go. years of age? That's pretty good. So, yeah. All right, yeah. listen, Brad, we'll let you go, but I just want to ask you about the GM meetings. What's on the agenda? Is there anything, uh, anything sexy for us uh, sports fans?
1: Yeah. You know what? I, we haven't seen the agenda yet. I'm sure we'll get that later today, but, um, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, traditionally at this meeting in November, it's, it's, you know, you're, 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 you're talking through a lot of issues that you'd, you'd cover in more detail at the March meeting. Uh, but it's usually just an overall, you know, get a pulse of what any, any trends we're seeing in through the course of the first, you know, month and a half of the season here or so a month, first month of the season. Um, you know, anything that, that sort of got anybody's radar up. Um, and, uh, you know, so there, I think there'll be just the usual reports, you know, whether it be from the officiating um, hockey operations, player safety. So, um, you know, this, this meeting traditionally, Eric, is not one where there's a lot of hot button topics covered, um, mm-hmm. but we'll see, we'll see when we get an agenda here, you know, later today and see what, uh, it goes through, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't anticipate anything to uh too front burner issue here tomorrow.
0: Okay. And it's not as exciting when it's not in Boca Raton. Anyway, uh, that's, that's way better. That's
1: true. This is true. I can that's, tell you that. that's much From- better scenery.
0: <laughs> All right, Brad, appreciate it. Good luck tonight and uh, good luck on this long road trip coming up. We'll be seeing you uh, in a couple of days in Florida. Thanks for the time today. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, Eric. All right, there he is, your general manager Calgary Flames, Brad Living, brought to you by, uh, on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Hotline, 14-time Consumer Choice Award winner for takeout or delivery, call 403-248-3344 or dine in at Atlas Pizza, 6060 Memorial Drive, Northeast. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back with Ryan Leslie, talk about uh, some of the things that the GM talked about, talk about some of the things that the coach talked about today, and uh, and, uh, and we're also going to find out what his word is for the save that Markstrom made on Saturday that not only turned around their seven-game losing skid, but we may look back and say it turned around the season. That might be a little dramatic, but at the end of the day, I thought that save was so big it deserved a name. I call it the windmill. Other people have different names for it. We'll find out what uh, Ryan Wesley calls it. Uh, you're listening to The Eric Francis Show. On Sportsnet 960, The Fan, it's brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. The Alberta horse racing and breeding industry has a $312 million positive economic impact in Alberta annually. Visit thehorses.com, 18 plus. Please play responsibly. We'll take a break. We'll be back with Ryan Leslie. This is The Eric Francis Show, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, thanks for joining us. We do it every Monday from 1-2, the Eric Francis Show. We like to focus on stories. I like stories. I like sports stories, life stories, funny stories. Today we're kind of just focusing in on the Calgary Flames, taking a bit of a snapshot, a look back at the first 14 games. We just had an interesting chat with Brad Trulibing. You know, he said uh, in terms of Oliver Shillington, he's been in contact with him. Uh, but no further update whatsoever, and uh, they'll only have more information when it's available in terms of when he's coming back or even if he's coming back. Uh, scary situation. We don't know much more than that, uh, but we wish Oliver the best. Our next guest is uh, host of your Calgary Flames broadcasts on Sportsnet. Love working with him during the intermissions. Love chatting with him on the radio and uh, on the road. And anywhere we chat. And I threw it out just before the break. What was his term? What did he call the save? The windmill, as I called it. Not like I invented that, but uh, the fan feedback line, people are lighting it up. They've got lots of different things they were calling it, including uh, one says, that's the flurry save. He seems to pull a couple of those out every season. And that's funny because my 12-year-old son, who's a huge Marc-Andre flurry fan, uh he said that that was isn't that the flurry save dad didn't he invent that save well no he didn't invent that save if you asked me i would say mike palmitier invented that when i was a kid growing up in toronto but that's a long time ago and i don't think he invented it either but uh, uh jacob Markstrom certainly uh, seemed to perfect it on saturday and it was a big part of their uh, turnaround victory on saturday so we have him on the line now we're going to the uh, alice pizza hotline Ryan Leslie, what did you call the save that Markstrom made made on Saturday?
2: Well, I can't believe I came up with the term windmill. I I understand you've been trying to push that off as yours. Is that what I'm hearing?
0: <laughs> Nobody's no. reinventing the wheel here. I just, no. it was so good. It did deserve a name. we'll did it a Ferris wheel.
2: You know what? I loved your Palmateer reference. Uh, that brought me back. <laughs> Maybe a little Barrasso, but certainly Palmateer. That was great, but. no matter what you call it i think you call that a game changer and i think that's what you and i talked about after that game just how that kind of along with some other things um really helped them get to where they needed to be so brilliant save you hope that kind of sparks him to um not just him but the teammates to uh to continue doing what they're doing but man that was that was a a game changer to a certain degree
0: and and good for his confidence too the whole team's confidence but that explosion from the crowd, I happened to be looking down, typing something at the time when the save was originally made, and that was a sound that I haven't heard at the Dome in a long time. Like It was just one of utter shock from people, uh, and it really jazzed up the building from that point on. I mean, you know Saturday nights at the Dome, it's a fantastic atmosphere. People singing country roads. <laughs> That's now become the new staple, hasn't it? That's a Yeah, they are singing
2: that in Germany at the NFL game. is that right wildfire yeah unbelievable it's
0: coming back i love it okay so i want to get you on just where i want to delve into what we heard from the coach today because i thought it was interesting when i asked him about yeah jonathan huberdo on the third line we've got it we've got the quote it's like two minutes long if you don't mind ryan i'm just going to play it for everybody and let the coach say what he has to say about huberdo and then you and i can dissect it from there and then wore it again. <laughs> Go ahead, you guys. Joe, yeah, maybe you could just take us behind the rationale uh, where you've slotted Huberto, for example, this in this game. Because we've slotted him everywhere else, as not What What might those two guys bring out in him that you're hoping for? I think they're, they're similar type players. not bringing anything out of him. He's a good player. He's got to get going. Right?
1: Enough to talk about it. Is that ultimately on the player? Is that ultimately on the player to, the player to, to get
0: good? 100%. You get to play lots. Perform. It shouldn't be an unusual statement, is it? What can the guys do to uh, generate more chances on the power play?
2: Uh, I think it, you know, I draw Jonathan helps that a lot. I haven't had him for sure.
0: You know it's not about more chances, it's its it's own time shots, possession and for the most part we've been pretty good at it, just gets highlighted when you don't win a game then they say well that's your power play, but it's not that big a deal, the guys that are score power play goals for us have scored power play goals for us, I think that uh, most teams have a big shot from up top, that sort of thing that uh, you know, we don't have so we have to
2: degenerate your opportunities from other parts. How does Milan's skill-set complement uh, Nazem and Andrew on that second line? They've done it for a grand total of 7 minutes and 18 seconds. So I'm not quite sure how to answer that one. What growth have you seen in Adam Adarajitska's game? You know, I think Rosie's, you know, I said the training camp he much, you know, he put in a really good summer in terms of training and all this on-ice, off-ice. Lifestyle, that sort of thing, done a really good job. He just didn't take that stuff and take him. But when you're challenged to get some offense, um, he's one guy that I think that can provide it. And another part of is uh, if we
0: are going to be a playoff team, it's important that some young players take the next step. And, and he's shown that lately, for sure. All right, that's Daryl Sutter uh, about a number of things. The, the two hot-button issues going into the game to me are Jonathan Huberdeau on the third line and uh, and, and basically losing his spot to uh, Rzichka, who is still on the first line. Ryan, your thoughts on Huberdeau playing with uh, Trevor Lewis and Michael Backlund?
2: Well, I'm not so sure I would use the term lost his spot. It's a player who was finding his game, I think, against the Islanders and – we still don't know how long this little experiment will last with him back in the lineup. Could change. Maybe maybe he's taking a spot tonight. Uh, and maybe Uberdo takes it right away. We don't know. That's what we saw. And I don't know how long he'll be out of that position. There's a definite message. And he also has to make sure that, you know, he's focusing on other parts of his game. He talked about Uberdo did not moving his feet enough and felt like he was starting to a little bit more. going to play with those two guys. Obviously, they're going to see a lot of defensive zone time together. And I just think, uh, you know, there's always a method to the madness. And I I just think that that, uh, he may be giving us one look and we may see another right away or moments into a game or by the third period. So, I don't read too much about that. I don't know if he's losing anything. I don't know if... uh, uh has taken anything, but he's certainly a big body that Daryl likes. There's certainly an opportunity there. This kid's running with it. And uh, you feel good for the young guy, and you know that the veteran uh, needs to get a little fire under him. So there's going to be a little growing process in this relationship between Uyghur, Uberdo, and Daryl Sutter. That's not news. It's going to take some time for them to figure it all out. I remember one player, I think it was, uh, no, it doesn't matter, but one player told me, I'm not worried about Kadri but it might take the other guys a little bit of time to get up to speed. And I think mm-hmm. that's been proven to be true. And, uh, we could be talking about something completely different by tomorrow. And all of a sudden, Uber to goes back to his regular spot and has a goal. And it says, who knows how it plays out. But I think this is a For message sure. from Daryl, which we know he does tend to send.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I would go further and just say message or not. It's, why not try it? I mean, it's not like Michael Backlund is an unproven, you know, unknown quantity. You know what, you know what he can bring. At underrated. Underrated. We, we know that on most teams, he's, he's probably your second-line center. Um, so it's not like a huge drop-off. And, and, and I, I don't think that for a second that, that Ruzicka is going to stay on the top line um, for very long. And I don't think that anyone thinks that you know Hubert will be outside the top six. So, so to your point, I agree. This is just uh, an experiment of sorts, maybe just a message, but it's also maybe a good way to ease Hubert back into the lineup. We well, got to remember he missed three Minutes, games.
2: Everything else, yeah,
0: yeah. He's he's been banged up, uh, and 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 to that point, also, it's your understanding, like mine, that that he had an upper body injury. But also in blocking that shot, he had a lower body injury. Were we talking about two different ailments, or oh, what yeah. was the organization, yeah, that right? I oh mean, yeah, no, just, no, no. And people freaked
2: fly. out when I people lost their minds when I said uh, when I put it out there that Daryl had just said in New Jersey after our availability with him that uh, that he couldn't put his foot in in the boot in the morning. That is true. So too is the upper body. Nobody was lying. Mm. No, Twitter lost their yeah. minds. Not that that matters, but. I'm sure the text line lit up. That doesn't matter. Uh, It was both. And it wouldn't surprise me if there was a little bit more. Hence why I think everybody has to kind of just pump the brakes a little bit on the, why isn't this guy getting it? Why isn't he producing? He's not happy he's not producing the way he expects to. But chances are there's a reason. Oh, that's right. His arm is beat up. It's the worst of the two. And then we see him leaving in a walking cast out of New Jersey and beyond. And now he's going to play. And now you start to re-engage in the, okay, is he getting up to speed? Is he healthy? And is he playing the way he and the fans expect? But both can be true at the same time. It was an upper body, and it was a block shot foot injury that people didn't know about at the time. So, and I happened to be in a position where I saw it throughout the game, but he didn't have the cast on, and you just knew he was just hurting. And then after the game, the walking boot comes on, and that's when Daryl addressed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So lots of different things. And yeah, you know, I asked Huberto about the pressure. Is that part of this? He said he doesn't mm-hmm. feel pressure at all. Uh, I, I think it has to do almost entirely around structure. I mean, he played with very little structure in Vancouver, uh in Florida. And I think you come here where you're overwhelmed at first, I think, by the fact that you have assignments, you have places you are supposed to be, you have lanes you need to be in at all times uh, to be part of this system. And I think that's just taking a little bit of time, and I, I don't think there's any question. And I'll ask you: Is there any question in your mind that the guy who's going to be here for the next nine years is going to be a star again in this league? It's just taking a little while to to be one as a flame.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't, we, you know, I don't read too much into it. Uh, these things happen. It could happen in January. It could happen in March, um, where the player who's been good gets either nicked up or just goes on a cold streak or whatever, and that's. This soap opera that we call, you know, following our favorite hockey teams uh, day in, day out. There's all kinds of twists and turns and, you know, plot lines, storylines, all sorts of different reasons why they're going or why they're not. And let's be real clear. The Flames have been very blessed on that injury front. Touch wood for a long time.
0: Oh, yeah. And
2: they have been blessed when you look at our other organizations who have lost hundreds and hundreds of man games due to injuries. You want to see the healthy streak continue with every organization. But the truth is, is that that can't always be the case. And Hey, hopefully for flames fans and the organization, it's just a little blip and it just happens to be early on. I don't think you want this happening later. So you wait and you see about a player who's going to understand the way Daryl wants you to play and uh you hope it coincides with his help his health rather and uh that results in production so yeah i I think you just kind of wait and see and go multiple uh injuries players play through them and until you or i or anybody else is experiencing them you don't know how it's going to necessarily hamper you to go along with a new system
0: you're listening to the eric francis show he's ryan leslie and uh i want to move over to Milan Lucic, you know, had a long chat with him after the game on Saturday because I thought an argument could be made that he could have been one of the three stars of the game. Is it my imagination or is he, like, right in the fabric of the last handful of games and playing some of his better hockey as a Calgary Flame?
2: Yeah, I don't think that's a stretch. And I would even go so far as to say early on that line, I don't know, I'm just going off the top of my head, but of the, let's call it five or six of the first game. Uh, the first five or six games of the season. Um, I think that line was the storyline for three of those tilts, at least. And you'll recall they were winning and we were talking about, okay, Kevin Rooney's got a little speed. Um, And you know what? I talked to Rooney and he said, you know, Luch is, is pushing. He's skating as well as I've seen. And then you got Brett, Brett Ritchie contributing. Um, And isn't it interesting? Like, (laughs) Kevin Rooney was a 16-year-old in Boston watching Milan Lucic win the Stanley Cup. And here he is on a line with him. And I don't know. I think that line's been good. I think Lucic has been good. He's been rejuvenated by a number of things, um, including a trip back to Boston with his family. So that was big. Um, but, yeah, he, he just refuses to completely uh you know just when and there's been various points when when people might write him off or maybe it's over he just refuses to believe that and he comes back and shows you some things so good on him I know uh you had a good chat with him uh in the room I was kind of eavesdropping a little bit I actually had the good fortune of cruising around the streets of Boston with he and his wife and yeah two children they took me to the north end of <laughs> Showed me the old neighborhood and it was wild, Eric. And people were just coming out of the woodwork to shake his hand and welcome him back. The family hadn't been there in seven years since he came back as a king, and uh, it wow. was really fascinating to to see just how much this guy is beloved in a city that has its own, you know, amount of superstars in every sport that guy could still run for mayor. That guy is still a legend in Boston. And I think flames fans obviously caught him near the end of his career, but they understand and love him. And you hear those chants every night. He loves it. And, uh, he's playing with a little scowl. He's playing with a little juice and, uh, he's going to, I think get rewarded, uh, on the score sheet a little bit more. I mean, it's just, and he said it to you. I mean, I'm not doing anything, but trying to stick to it. So, you wish him well in that and hopefully gets uh, the results he wants.
0: Well, it was Rob Cookson and I and you doing the, the panel a couple games ago and Lucic had just been promoted to the second line and with Caudry. And I, I, I remember both Cookie and I both thought, mm, I don't know about this. Like This mm-hmm. to me is more of a message to, to Dubé that uh, I can replace you with, with Lucic But I think Lucci's is just keeping up with those guys. And and that's who he played with on Saturday. And I thought, you know, he was just fantastic with uh, Cadre and Majipane. So I'd be curious to see see what we get
2: tonight against an LA Kings team. You know, obviously he played there. There's a couple of guys over there he knows, and I'm not necessarily suggesting that uh, that roster looks anywhere similar to what it did when he was there, but there's still some familiarity and there's still a a little bit of um, connection with he and LA and, I wonder if we get another inspired effort out of him tonight just because of those you know those those ties that bind
0: yeah yeah we've seen some inspired and boy do the fans love them don't they i mean that luch you hear it every (laughs) single time he touches the puck or even goes near it and what my favorite part is and this is so canadian when you can see a, a hit looming like he's barreling bear he's you know barreling down on a defender who's about to go into the corner and you know the hit's coming, and so do seventeen thousand other people. And they almost—it's almost like they're warning the defenseman, "You're about to get looched. And they—they uh, they serenade everybody with that. I just absolutely you
2: love know, it. Speaking of defensemen, and as it pertains to a Kings defenseman, I had a nice little chat with Drew Doughty this morning, and he, I just asked him, "I said, you know what it's like playing for Daryl under." you know, some losing skids and, you know, do you think it's difficult or, and he just kind of ran away. He goes, you know, what? interesting you bring that up because I was just talking about the fact that when you're winning, that's when he's hardest, there will be no complacency. And when you are going through the tougher times, um, you know, he's there to try to keep it as light as possible in his way. I don't think it's puppy dogs, ice cream. It's noticeably different during those uh, skids, if you will. And, uh, and Drew Doughty said, I think it's a great tactic for a coach to take. And, uh, Drew Doughty, Mm -hmm. who is playing very good hockey of late, not necessarily getting the points that he would like, but their effectiveness when he's on the ice is measurable and it's impressive. And he's having a lot of fun. He just wants a little more in the point department, but they're a team that's won four straight. They're still ironing out the details of their game after kind of being inconsistent early on. And, the other fun story to keep an eye on is Jared Anderson Dolan is going to come in, the Calgary guy tonight. Now this will be his third game. He's got, I don't know, seven to 10 family members and, uh, and a bunch of buddies. And the best part too is he's going to go head to head with his good buddy, Dylan Dubey, who the two of them spend a lot of time together, working out, hanging out in the summer. And it'll be kind of cool to watch that game within the game as to either their interaction or maybe who has the better game. So neat storylines tonight and velarde's going for the kings and you know obviously they want to make it five calgary's just hoping to make it two
0: yeah yeah it's uh dube is going to play center for those who don't watch the morning <laughs> pairings as we put them on twitter coleman on the left side dube in the middle uh richie on the right side you know I, Dubé
2: and daryl trust, trust dube he you know, he's been very vocal yeah. about it and i think it's time for uh for dylan and i don't think it's uh it's a hard or unwarranted, it's not a criticism, it's just it's time for him to get going at a level he knows he can, and uh, he's a good player, he's a fit player, he's a professional, and he's a guy who understands a lot of the nuances of the game, and uh, as you look for sparks and familiarity, maybe it's playing against his good friend tonight, and it gets him going, maybe it's the line mates, maybe it's back to centre, but Daryl trusts him at, so... I know Flames fans want to see more. He definitely knows there is more. So maybe tonight it starts.
0: Did you happen to ask Drew Doughty if he was sad about the fact that Matthew Kuchuk wasn't here anymore and was going to be playing him four or five times a year?
2: I leave the low-hanging fruit for you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I didn't. You know, He was in a bit of a hurry. And I, you know, obviously uh, that, uh, well, what's really interesting about that connection is that on the ice there's legitimate hatred but off the ice they did I think it was last year they were in Chicago for the NHL media tour and they were amongst others hanging out and fellowship and uh, you know having to attend certain things together so uh, I always thought that was kind of neat but uh, you know those guys can turn it on and turn it off just depending on the situation which I love it's not manufactured. It doesn't linger. And although there is a dislike that hangs, but they can still, they can still roll with it when they need to. So I kind of like that stuff. And, you know, I Ah. kind of miss that bad blood. I know you do too. So I don't know where it comes from tonight, but uh, let's find it. Maybe it's just you and I, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm going to throw one last one at you because when I do the show next week, whether you're on or not, the story we'll, we'll know what it was like for the calgary flames to go back and visit matthew kachuk for the first mm. time since he was traded what do you expect to see do you think because i've often joked you know flames fans will give matthew when he does come back here a huge round of applause and a standing ovation right up until the first shift when he face washes uh Zdorop or somebody some <laughs> beloved flame and then and then they'll hate him like every other City in the National Hockey League. What do you think we'll see when they play each other Saturday? I
2: don't. I think it will be almost exactly like you predict, except I don't know if they'll really hate him because he was theirs once, and he got them a good haul, but they understand his act. I, I think that's the case anyhow. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe they will hate him, but I think Chucky will always have a special place in Flames fans' hearts, even when he does go full donkey and does something against a player. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I I just can't wait to see how it happens. We leave tomorrow uh, for Tampa and then we get into Florida. I'm actually going to do a sit down with Matthew at his house. And uh, you know what, to be honest, I think I'm going to challenge him to one length of the pool uh, as part of the piece, just to see uh, if he can keep up. Uh, I'm not a swimmer, but I think I can beat him in his own pool. And so that's, That's uh, something I'm hoping to challenge him on. But uh, I think it's going to be a lot of uh, excitement, build-up, not so much there. I think Flames fans will keep an eye on it for sure, and they'll be glued to their sets. But the quick turnaround to come back here and play, that's – I mean, I'm assuming that will be the toughest ticket uh, ever uh, between Flames and Panthers in the history of those meetings of those two teams. So. I can't wait for it, uh, but you're probably right. Um, it'll be excitement, and everybody'll applaud him. And uh, he was—he just got that sparkle in the eye that I think Flames fans kind of get, and other teams didn't because they never ever loved him. They always hated him. Yeah. So, and that, let's not forget—I mean, I gotta call Big Walt, his dad. I gotta see if Keith is coming to town for that. I assume he is, but he might be working. So I don't know if Chantel will be here or who will, but. Uh, I mean, that's going to be a, a must-see game across the league, isn't it?
0: For sure. Oh, for sure. And, hey, if you're going to race them, speaking of must-see, please, safety first. Don't forget your water wings. I hate it when you forget them. It makes me nervous every single time. I'm very Stay blind. afloat, my friend. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very blind. Blind. Thank you, my friend. Good luck with the broadcast tonight, and uh, we'll see you down at the rink in a, in a few hours.
2: Thanks. We'll talk to you.
0: There he is, Ryan Leslie brought to you uh, courtesy of the atlas pizza guest hotline you'll see him on the broadcast you'll see him in the pool boy i want to look at that i want to watch that one that's going to be good uh the eric francis show goes every single monday 1 till 2 p.m and i want to thank brad tree for joining us for the first half hour ryan leslie for joining us for the second the eric francis show is brought to you by horse racing alberta the alberta horse racing and breeding industry has an 83 million dollar positive economic impact in Calgary annually visit thehorses.com 18 plus please play responsibly have a great week everybody we'll talk to you next Monday after the Calgary Flames uh we'll be doing the show live from uh I guess we'll be in Philadelphia that day but uh by then we'll have seen Matthew Kachuk revisit renew acquaintances with the Flames and I look forward to that thanks for listening everybody you're listening to Sports at 960 the fam.